It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is Lewis Hart for Boxing Social in association with Empire Fight Store and and Forged Irish Stout. Delighted as ever to always be joined with Big Mo. Um, it is holiday season. It's very festive. Um, joined remotely on Zoom. How are we, mate? Though? How's things? I'm good. Good to touch. Good to check in with you, man. I uh, appreciate you taking some time. I'm enjoying this nice, nice little break. Not wearing suits and getting on planes and all that type of stuff. So it's nice to just kind of relax. How are you, bro? Everything's all good, mate. All the better for speaking to you. Um, I suppose we'll firstly touch on that. Um, you know, for yourself, we're obviously based in America. Um, MCing for a UK uh, promotion, you're always on the plane, you're always <laughs> flying. It's not just, you know, you just don't do, you don't just do boxing, you know. You do darts and you do sort of bare knuckle and other things as well. Um, is it yeah. nice to sort of have a little bit of a chill time to just have some sort of downtime to yourself for a long time? Yeah, it is. I mean, I, you know, I work a full-time job. I'm the, uh, I'm the COO of Sports Threat Inc., which is a company that I helped start while I was in grad school. i uh, got about in 20, 20 in-house employees and then a pretty big staff across the country spread out. Um, so I do that full-time. <clears throat> so even when I travel on these shows, I work another job when I'm in my hotel room, not doing fight week stuff. So it's nice for everything to kind of slow down. I think I took something like 30 international flights this year or something just crazy. And then, yeah, I do some bare knuckle in the States. So it's definitely been a busy year and a successful year, a big year for, for myself, my career, the brands that I work with. And now I'm just happy to Happy to just pause for a second, yeah. and just, you know, sleep in my own bed and relax yeah. and things like that. So it's good. It's good. With you saying there about most people would look at you as an MC and that's what most people know you for, but obviously you're doing a number yeah. of different things. And have you always liked yeah. that? Always like having sort of all trying all different sorts of stuff? Yeah, I think um, that's a good question. I think, you know, I was raised you know, not a big family, just grew up my father. And, you know, he always, I always liked to be a part of different groups when I was younger. I never wanted to be, you know, I played sports and I was an athlete and, you know, played at a high level, but I never just wanted to be an athlete. You know, I was, I used to be in the band growing up. I played the saxophone and I loved, you know, I'm a bit of a nerd. So I loved, you know, that type of community. I love school. I love the academic piece. So I always liked being a part of different 
different communities, different friend groups, et cetera. Now, you know, the boxing community and people like yourself are just another, another subset of friends that I'm making. So I'm just, I'm grateful to, to meet as many people as I get to meet and experience a lot of stuff, but I like to stay busy. I like to do a lot of things. I've always been that way. And yeah. I'm not sure if that's ever going to change. That's a funny, that's a nice way of saying yeah. I'm a workaholic, but. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Were you saying that you're a workaholic and you know, being a business owner and, and dealing with high pressure situations? Um, I would like to sort of take it back to, you know, you played American football at a very high level. And with that comes a lot of pressure, um, a lot of sort of um, expectation on you. Those experiences that you had then, do you feel like that sort of shaped you now uh, in now you are sort of think you're in the, in this part of your life that that's very helped you? Yeah, I think, I mean, um, you know, I have a business mentor that once that's told me that you have to figure out ways to make your past apply to your future and take the lessons that you've learned and figure out ways to take whatever tidbit of information you can and apply it to whatever you're working on now. And so I definitely think that, you know, playing football, it taught me competitiveness, certainly. And it also taught me to appreciate working in a team. Um, and so it's fun. And, and being a part of the team is actually the thing that I enjoyed the most with playing football. Don't get me wrong. I miss the game and things like that. But I really miss, you know, the team and the camaraderie and, you know, traveling with them and the locker room and the banter and all, you know, all the things that come with playing, you know, that game in all sports. And so now it's 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 fun taking that same approach, but with entertainment because really I work in the entertainment side more than the sports side. And so I get to work with a team now and my team, instead of being a football team is now the boxer team or the sky team. And so, you know, working with people like Ben and Baz and Mason and Chris and uh, George and Scott and all the various members of boxer. And then I get on the, you know, on the sky side and I work with Johnny and Anna and, and Ed and James and, various camera people and Andy and Matt, and I get yeah. to work with all these teams and it's fun taking that same logic that I have when I was an athlete and applying it to what we do now. So it's cool. I really enjoy that part. I did still want to keep on the topic of American football. I know we've have spoken about yeah. um, having sort of you know, things in all different pies and trying all different things. But um, when you was in, when you was playing American football, you know, you have the dreams of competing at a high, high level. And I'm sure at that period, that was your goal and that was your focus. Um, yeah. What was that transition like to switch your focus onto other things when it came to MCN and, and business owning? No, I mean, honestly, you know, I'm not the type of person that will ever inflate my career or, you know, say that I was some superstar and that I had something traumatic happen that stopped my career. Um, when I was done, I was done. Um, you know, I had dreams of going to the NFL. Truthfully, I wasn't good enough, but I was good enough to play in college and, you know, played division one football, which was great. Um, but when I was done, I was done. Um, and truthfully, you know, when I was in college and grad school, I, I made the joke before, but I was a better yeah. student than I was a football player and I loved school. Um, and so that, that was, I got to sink my teeth into school a lot. Um, I was the first ever uh, full-time MBA from my university, myself and my best friend, who I actually helped start in the business with. You know, we wanted to get our MBAs as full-time students. They didn't have a master's program built. So we actually petitioned the school and kind of built our own program. And I got to compete in competitions in business school and things like that. So, you know, even though, you know, I had football, I also had other things that I focused on, same as, you know, what I am now. Yeah. Um, but no, when I was done playing, I was done playing. Um, the transition wasn't like, 
it yeah. wasn't crazy. It just, you okay. know, I was done. And in fact, if anything else, I was kind of burnt out at the end of it anyway. I was yeah. kind of happy to get onto the next, the next phase of my life and things like that. So you didn't really find it hard to walk away from that NFL dream? No, I, honestly, I was good. Um, yeah. I had a, I had injuries when I played. I, I blew out my shoulder and, you know, things like that obviously didn't help the motivation. But no, when I was done, I was done. Um, yeah. You know, spent five years playing in college, obviously played four in high school, played a little bit growing up. So I dedicated, you know, 15 years of my life to that game. And when it was over, it was over. On to the next phase. Definitely. Well, absolutely. We'll talk about the next phase. Um, looking back on this year in 2023 as a whole, um, your first full year emceeing uh, at Boxer, um, some some massive, massive shows that we can list off, yeah. you know, both the Smith-Eubank fights, um, Bill and Smith Akoli, uh, you know, Joshua Buatzi returning. Yep. Been, looking back on this year, been an exciting year for you? Oh, it was, it's probably been the best year of my life for a variety of reasons. Um, but obviously being able to, to do, to do what I do on the platform that I get to do it. I mean, this has all happened really fast. I mean, this, like I, you know, last year I was 26 years old and boxer reached out to me and I was doing shields, Marshall undisputed world title sold out. Oh, two 18, 19,000 people broadcast on ESPN and sky millions of viewers. I did that when I was 26 years old and, but I always knew I could do it. And so to roll into this year and, you know, I had long conversations with Boxer and with Ben and the team. And I also with Sky because I basically work for both companies. I just said, look, like I want to be a part of growing these shows. I want to be a part of, I, you know, I want to play my role. I want to do more than just announce. That's why I do a lot of the fight week stuff. And I do a lot of the media and all that type of thing. So I wanted to enhance the role and grow it. And, you know, they saw, they believed in what I was doing and then, you know, it's, it's, it's been great. And this was my first full year and, you know, to do a couple pay-per-views and to do a stadium show and to do, yeah. you know, world titles and British titles and European titles, and then to go to Paris and be a part of that show and to do some stuff in the middle East. I mean, it's just been absolute and then go to Poland, you know, it's just, it's mm -hmm. been an incredible, incredible year. Um, you know, I've been very fortunate to bring some attention to the role that I do and get some good media and, you know, I got to close out the year, you know, being talked about in Sports Illustrated. And yeah. that was crazy. I mean, it's just been an amazing, amazing year. It's been a lot of work, uh, but I'm thankful for every interaction that I've had. It's been so cool. And just touching on what you said there, just MC and Shields Marshall at 26. And you're still, you know, very young for when you compare yourself to other MCs. <laughs> touching on yeah. working for Boxer, um, I think I speak for a lot of people when you look at their vision. And it is heavily focused around young people. You have Adam Azim, yeah. the main star is 21. I mean, Ben Shalom's only 30. Um, yeah. Do you feel like you sort of fit the bill with the vision of, of pushing pushing the youth in a sense? I do. Um, you know, and, and truthfully, even if it wasn't Boxer, I feel like that, you know, my goal and my approach would fit it anywhere. Uh, but when you, when you have Boxer and you have this new organization, I mean, people don't understand that it, Boxer – I mean, they basically started from scratch. I mean, yes, they had events and they were doing their own thing on a, on a more local and regional level. But, you know, when they got the Sky deal and, and Matchroom obviously left Sky, Sky and Boxer had to rebuild their roster. So when you look at building a stable, if you have a long-term plan, then you build for the long-term. And so Boxer and Sky, in my opinion, I'm not sure who would argue, probably has the best young roster of fighters. I mean, 
Adam Azim is 21. Vidal Riley is 27. Caroline Dubois, mid-20s. You have, I mean, it's, it's uh, who am I forget? Who else am I? I mean, Lauren Price is younger. Karis Hardingstall is younger. Uh, ben Whitaker, obviously. Ben Whitaker, yeah. You know, so you, so you look at this, you look at this roster and you look at the creative things that Boxer and Sky are doing. It, it's exciting times. And like I said, I, I like playing my role. And, you know, my role has kind of become, you know, this presenter, this almost this personification of the boxer brand. Obviously, I do a lot of the media and the talking and the front facing yeah. stuff. And it's great. I, I'm I'm excited. I, you know, I believe in I believe in what boxers doing. I believe in what Sky is doing. They're they're well ran organizations with a good plan. And I'm just happy to be on board. And the experience that you've had, do you ever because you're you know doing so much all the time, and you're constantly going is there ever times where you do sit back and you think, you know, I'm standing in the ring and I'm standing next to Chris Eubank Jr. I'm looking at Liam Smith. I'm with Clarissa Shields and I'm at, I'm at you know, the Vitality Stadium announcing a, a Chris Gillum Smith and Cody's coming out. And do you ever look back on these things or is it just always constantly moving forward to the next thing? I mean, I, I definitely am always moving forward to the next thing, to be honest. I'm, I'm nowhere near where I want to be. In my opinion, I have very, very high goals for myself set in my career I want to try things in entertainment beyond just ring announcing. I want to grow, you know, I want to help grow boxing. My ultimate goal is I want to take the role that I do and I want to I want to use it as a conduit to reach new groups of people. You know, I want to help take boxing to different markets. I want to introduce it to new demographics of people. And I believe that my role naturally can do that. You know, I, I introduced DJs on stage this year. I've, you know, I've done various events for, you know, beyond boxing. And what that allows me to do is to take a, a small snapshot of, of my job and my career and introduce it to new concepts and new, new groups and demographics and psychographics of people. Um, but I, I, I'm trying to train myself to live in the moment a little bit more, you know, and to embrace what's going on now. Um, I've definitely had a couple moments when that's happened and I kind of lean back and I'm like, all right, like this is, this is cool. This is an amazing, you know, experience. Yeah. I mean, I remember when, I mean, when, when Smith beat Eubank the first time in the upset and the arena was shaking, you know, and then the rematch happened. And I remember, you know, Chris's walkout so vividly, you know, I remember looking over and, and just seeing Callis Sauerland sitting there and looking at everything and just taking it all in. And you look at Ben, just kind of sit there and take it all in. And, and so, yeah, there's those moments where I can almost kind of lean back and be like, all right, this is, this is pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Like, this is a pretty, yeah. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I live a blessed life and I'm very fortunate to have the experiences that I do. So sometimes, sometimes I need to work on it more. Yeah, yeah, I think everyone sort of talks about, especially when when it is so busy, it is hard to appreciate everything because you know once Smith Smith Eubank two is done, you know you look at the next thing, look at the other thing as well. Yeah, no, and that's and that's I remember you and I had this conversation. I, I remember, you know, we were talking. I think it was in Bournemouth last weekend, and I was like, man, like you live a cool life. This you know this <laughs> this this work allows us to do that. I mean, mm -hmm. you got to go. You, you went to Saudi earlier this year. Yeah, 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 I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. Like who, yeah. like who, who does that, man? Who gets exactly, to do yeah. things like that? So yeah. I think it's important that, you know, no matter how hard you push and I push harder than 99% of the population, yeah. I go hundred miles an hour. It's important to, I've always used the analogy of that. Sometimes we're so close to the painting yeah. that it's hard to take a step back That's, and really yeah, see, see everything that we've made because we're so up close every single day. So I need to take my own advice. Definitely. Just before I list off certain topics that happened this year, 
one thing I did want to talk about with you is when it comes to MC and when it comes to announcing, um, everyone will always you know, think of the buffers and I'm sure you've taken inspiration from them, but there's obviously, you know, there's a lot of inspiration that can be taken of them, but is there an importance in you that, you know, don't compare me to like the next Michael Buffer, the next Bruce Buffer. I'm going to be, you know, the, the first big mo in a way. That's yeah, that's you just hit it on the head. Um, it's actually funny. You mentioned this. I, had a little interaction with the buffers a couple weeks ago, actually, um, when that Sports Illustrated article came out and uh, the article in the Independent earlier this year kind of talked about the three of us as well, because I speak very highly of the buffers. Um, I think the buffers are world class at what they do. Um, I think that they are integral parts of combat sports, Bruce more so in the UFC and Michael, obviously more so in boxing. Um, but they're, they're icons in pop culture. You know, they the let's get ready to rumble. Is a lot more than just boxing. Um, so I actually got to interact with them and and they were gentlemen. Um, but that's that's the big thing is I remember early on, I saw an interview where Bruce was talking about MCs and he's like, whatever happens, like whoever is next, they need to do their own thing. They need to be original. Yeah. And originality for me is, is important. Um, a lot of MCs aren't original. Like, I mean, think about how many catchphrases start with it's time blank. Well, Bruce's yeah. catchphrase is it's time, but every other MC is it's time to fight. It's time to this. It's time. Yeah. Like, so everything is there's, there's just copycats throughout it all. So the big thing that I've at least attempted to do, and I think I've done a pretty good job of it is be independent, be myself, have my own style, have my own presence, you know, have my own phrases and things like that. And and that's been an important facet of the career for me. So I think that originality is difficult. Um, I think that a lot of people naturally copy because it's, it's simpler. It's easier yeah. to copy someone than it is to be original. And that's why, that's why, you know, for example, the buffers believe in intellectual property highly and they protect yeah. themselves. And I do too. And so, but no, being original is important. Being the first big Mo is important. I mean, if you go to, you know, my social media or my TikTok, every single video has some comment of next Michael mm -hmm. buffer, next Bruce buffer. I got compared to them a lot. People thought I was their son. You know, just, we, I'm not, I'm not even joking. Um, and so I, I always, I always respond like, thank you, but I want to be the first yeah. big Mo things like that. I want to be myself. And now yeah. the comparison is amazing. I'm very, that's, mm -hmm. thank you. That's a hell of a compliment, yeah. but I'm trying to be me. Well, one way that you can be unique and different to the rest. Um, I'll, I'll talk about, I mean, a couple things, a couple moments uh, this year. Um, first one being Joseph Parker versus Jack Massey at right at the start of the year. Um, announcing Joseph Parker by his Samoan name. Um, not often, no, I've, I think that's the first time. I've, I might have been done before, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Seeing that must have been a special moment for Joseph, a special moment for you. And another one being Joshua Buetzi when he fought Pavel Stepien in May, uh, announcing him by his African name. Um, what was the motivation for you to do this? Um, that's a good question. And it's, it's you know, you brought that up and... You know, I, that kind of resurfaced on social media a little bit ago, and that's obviously made the rounds. And I've gotten a lot of nice messages from the Polynesian community. Now, when I look at my at my social followers, like I have a massive contingent that are in yeah. New Zealand and in these islands because of you know yeah. social media and things like that. But what it was for me is, I I think it's important to remember that people's names are their identity, and introducing someone by their identity is really important. I remember when I started, I naturally have a decent interaction with these athletes because I was one. I wasn't a boxer, but I was a high-performing athlete. I understand 
you know, the, the, the stresses that may be gone on in your head. I understand that you're trying to psych yourself up or psych yourself down or whatever you're trying to do psychologically and, you know, what training is like and things like that. So I've always had a good camaraderie with them. And so I have very, I'm always comfortable talking to them and I ask them, how do you want to get introduced? How do you want to get introduced? And a lot of times fighters will go, ah, you know, it doesn't matter. And they'll just, they, they don't want to, they don't want to press for what they like. Some guys do. Some guys are very particular with what they want, but a lot of people are just dismissive. And I ask him, I go, no, like, this is my job to introduce you. We're all in this show together. All these people bought tickets to watch you, or at least to watch the car that you're on. How do you want to get introduced? So someone's identity is important to them. And truthfully, I never liked how people kind of have to abandon who they are culturally to fit some narrative and joseph parker is yeah. a perfect example well may not perfect example but you know i introduced him by his chief name you know the name joseph parker isn't that's not cultural to polynesian people it's just a name that he was given and you know when i go through comment sections from that video and they talk about how you know you they, it's it's hard for them to see their culture be represented because people don't want to pronounce the names right or they don't want to call him by that name like people don't understand that joshua buazzi isn't even how you pronounce it yeah. But they just sounded out and they just said, yeah, it's Joshua Bawatsi and they yeah. roll on with it. When in actuality, you ask him, he's like, no, it's pronounced Wache, but everyone does it wrong. That's unfortunate. And to me, that's yeah. just someone was lazy. Someone didn't want to understand how it was said. And then it kind of just snowball effect from there. But what that leads to is now almost kind of the the washing away of someone's culture. Now, if they want to go by a different name, that's one thing. But to just pronounce someone's name correctly and just have that be the conversation as it just goes on through, like, like I don't know. I, I'm 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 not a fan of that personally. I think that that's that's kind of just laziness on a lot of people and a lot of broadcasters. Like, you can take a couple minutes to ask how someone's yeah. name is pronounced and things like that. So that's that's important for me. And if I can if I can represent their culture, even if it's for just a brief second, I believe that that's that's an example of me at least trying to use my platform yeah. in a way that's constructive. So definitely. I think probably fighters, especially Joshua and, and Joseph, they definitely would respect that a lot more, you doing that and actually taking the time and caring for it. Yes. And I and I asked him and I remember I, I asked I asked Joshua Buatzi and at this time I'd never even met him. This was back in Birmingham when he made his his debut on on uh on Boxer. And I just said, hey man, like you know I I know that you're from Ghana. I'm assuming you probably have a component of that culture that you may want represented. What's your name? He's like, yeah, actually, I'm going to have, you know, the the flag on my shorts and I'm going to have some of the colors involved. And he told me, he's like, you know, my full name is Joshua Sena Kwasi Boache. And I had seen him say that in an interview once before. And so that's kind of what tipped it off because I remember he introduced himself as Joshua Sena Kwasi Boache. And I was like, all right, well, he did it for a reason. It's clearly it has relevance and importance to him. So if that's the case, then I want to adhere to that also. So I just had the conversation with it, but no, it's, I think it's just a respect thing. Um, yeah. And it also makes for a great introduction if I'm being selfish. So <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. And just slightly, just moving on. Um, I feel like I may know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, looking back 2023, uh, all the events that Boxer have had, what was one night for you where, the energy was different. You know, this was, mm. this was one special, special night. That's a good question. I mean, from 2023, because my first, I will say my first Bournemouth show was electric, mm -hmm. but that was 2022. Yeah. But from 2023, 
I mean, Smith Eubank one okay. was insane. I mean, the second one was great too, but the first one, because, you know, obviously the fight had never happened and this was, you know, Liam Smith's second show on Sky and Boxer and Chris Eubank was back and that was Chris's first fight after the initial Connor Ben negotiations kind of, you know, obviously the drug test came out. So this is Chris Eubank's first time back. So that energy all kind of mixed together and the buildup was kind of, kind of you know there were some jabs being taken so when you when you factor all that in i mean smith eubank one was incredible um i mean bill smith at vitality was just insane i mean that that was that was cool because that was actually that was my first stadium one so yeah i was i was gonna say that to you about um when you because i was there and i remember when you you when you announced so introducing the challenger chris villain smith and his walkout comes on that was sort of that was a, a special special walkout for 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 you to see to stand in the ring and see that. Well, because it's it's funny because I I did the walkthrough of the stadium the evening before, and I was actually with Chris, and you could just tell for him, like what that meant. I mean, Chris is one of the first people I ever met here. I've been friends with Chris ever since. I value my friendship with Chris a lot. I'm friends with all the boxers, but Chris, I mean, is, I mean, he's the gentleman and he is a gentleman. Um, and he was talking about, you know, what it meant. And he went up and sat in the seat in the stadium that he Steve. used to sit at as a kid. And then now the next night he's selling 15,000 tickets sold out. That show sold out quick for a yeah. stadium. And this has been Bournemouth and, you know, boxing is back in Bournemouth and Akoli took his belt on the road. And so you just, you factor all that in, man. That it was unbelievable. And so when that walkout happened, and I mean, it was at that moment where I was like, "All right, I gotta, I gotta turn up the heat a little bit." Yeah. This Bournemouth crowd is getting ready to go, and especially because the whole night there were there were some fights breaking out in the oh, arena. You got Southampton fans and Portsmouth fans <laughs> and Bournemouth fans. So the, when you factor all of that in together, yeah. that all created the atmosphere that we saw, which was just unbelievable. Definitely. Well, you know, going from from the past now, looking into the future, uh, we'll look a little bit into 2024. Uh, it kicks yeah. off in Liverpool. Natasha Jonas takes on Michaela Meyer, and then you know, about two weeks later, we will, we are back in London for Joshua Watsi versus Dan Aziz. Um, excited for those two fights. Oh yeah, I think those are great shows to kick off the year. Um, Jonas Mayer, I think, is a fight that oh is it's a damn good fight. It's a really, really good fight. I think that Natasha Jonas has been just proven that she's still got it. You know, I think a lot of people wrote her off and then she won one belt and then two belts and then three belts and then four belts and then British Boxer of the Year. And then all this stuff happened. Then we're like, oh, my God, how much how much does Natasha have left? Right. (laughs) And then there were talks about, you know, the Clarissa Shields fight and then all those types of things. And then. I think the Michaela Mayer fight makes a lot of sense. I think it helps bring some American viewership too. It obviously brings top rank and, you know, what they possess in America. So it's an important fight there. I think it's a great show. I love that it's in Liverpool. You know, Natasha gets to fight really in front of her home fans. Um, and I think the winner of that, it sets up some sets up some really interesting fights. I mean, you know, I'm sitting here saying, all right, well, if Natasha beats Mayer and Maybe can't Katie and Chantel do the trilogy. I mean, that potentially opens up a rematch with Katie Taylor, which I think will be great. That's UK versus that's that's Ireland versus yeah. you know versus England. It's rematch, it's you know, sky to zone, all that type of stuff. So who knows if something happens there? So there's a lot of 
there's a lot of I mean the female division is really interesting right now. I mean we just saw we just saw Franchon Cruz win her belts back. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now, you know, Savannah had beaten her, but then Savannah vacated because of the injury. So there's just so, so much stuff right now there. And then, you know, we had to Buatsi Aziz, which is a banger. And I'm so happy yeah. that that got kept on so quick. Um, you know, obviously Dan's injury pushed that back. So I'm happy that that's getting on now. I think that you have massive fights in that division, massive fights. I mean, Definitely. you know, we forget that Callum Smith and Baturbi ever about to be fighting here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those are kind yeah. of forgotten because they've been contracted to fight for months now. And, yeah. you know, you look at people like Anthony Yard, who's still there, who maybe yeah. wants Buatsi. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a Definitely. blockbuster. So yeah. uh, it's, it's two great shows to start the year. I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. Just as we close this interview off, um, sort of final thoughts as, as this interview wraps up and we wrap an end to 2023. Man, great year. A um, lot of adversity on the boxer side, um, but I think boxer did a good job of navigating it as the best they could. Um, you know, I believe in what boxer's trying to accomplish. I believe in what all the promotions are trying to accomplish. I mean, that's that, that's that's the one thing that I'm maybe not the biggest fan of is is there's a big promoter rivalry, but there's also like fans feel like they have to have allegiance to some promoter, yeah. which is kind of kind of strange to me to be honest i yeah, mean in america definitely. in america we don't we don't really care who the promoter is i mean you could have gone to spence crawford and asked every person in the arena who's putting this show on and i've got a lot of them even knew it was pbc that was putting yeah. the show on yeah. you know so <laughs> it's it's so i don't like that side of it it is interesting don't get me wrong i love the politics i love the back and forth it is entertaining but you know i'm just happy to to be a part of the industry in general um you know i think the industry does understand that it's going to take everyone to succeed. I think it, at this point now, it's safe to say that there's not going to be one promotion. That can't happen. There's too many. It's too big of an industry. Too many broadcasters want to be in it now. So I'm I'm happy to be a part of a show that's, that we're focusing on what we got to do. Boxer and Sky are focused on Boxer and Sky. And I'm focusing on developing my career and helping grow their shows. And I think it was a successful year for myself and for the brands that I work for. And you know, now it's about really turning up the heat and stepping on the gas. You know, when you when you have momentum, when you have motivation, it's important to not let up. It's important to just accelerate through that. Um, and that's what I plan to do. Have some fun stuff geared up already for 2024. Have some new things that I'm going to be trying my hand at in the entertainment side, which is fun, which is exciting for me. And just about developing the industry. So I think uh, boxing had a good year. I think that there were a lot of wins from the year. I think that you there were big fights that were put on. There were big fights that were missed. So yep. now I think in 2024, it's important for everyone to get back in and say, look, we got a lot of stuff left on the table that we can make. We have some ginormous fights that we can make. Let's figure out a way to get them done. Let's give the boxing public what they want. You know, we asked a lot of fans this year. We had fans have to subscribe to different platforms and different broadcasters and have different pay-per-view prices. And so we ask a lot of the boxing public of the boxing fan. I think now as, as promotions and broadcasters, it's important that we think with the fans in mind, we make decisions focusing on them because they're the consumers of our product. And I think that if we develop an industry that's fan forward, that thinks in the best interest of the people that are consuming the product. In my opinion, that's how we're all going to succeed the best. And that's how we're all going to win. So hopefully 
as an industry, we can do that. Absolutely. I may have, I may have too much youthful exuberance and maybe too much wishful thinking. And <laughs> next week there's going to be a promoter rivalry and there may be a fight breaks out. Who knows? But we're Definitely. all here for the roller coaster together. And I'm just, uh, I'm honored to be a part of it. Honored to meet friends like you. You've been a good friend of mine this year. We're, you know, we're, we're road warriors. I mean, you don't fly, yeah. you have to drive and take the train, but it's been great, you know, networking with you and talking with you and, and seeing your career go grow within boxing social and without of it. So just thankful for people like you, man. But uh, let's have a good 2024. Absolutely. I definitely think everyone would agree with what you're saying, man. And I was going to say sort of on a personal level, this year it's been good to sort of get to know you, good to be become friends with you. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely sure I'll be seeing you in Liverpool, mate. And we'll be uh, definitely having a good time there, mate. Thank you for taking time to it. speak to me. Appreciate yeah. everyone. Appreciate everyone for listening. Thank you all the fans. Make sure you follow my man, Lewis Hart on Boxing Social. Thank follow you. Boxing Social. Follow myself. Follow Boxer. Follow Sky. And I will see you in the new year. Merry Christmas. Definitely. Happy holidays. Happy new year. See you in 2024. Definitely. Sign off for me, mate. Top, top, man. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.